Let's take this first shot. Let's do it. Shot one. Oh my god. Shot two. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. Shot, shot three. three. See, I'll admit the third one's a little rough. I'm it was a little rough. Don't you do it. My mouth is watering. <laughs> That's the first side. This is three shots in. I'm fucking drunk. Hey everyone, welcome to Three Shots In. I am Jake. I'm Jess, and this is episode eight. It is episode eight. Why is it always left on you to say the episode number? I, I think I just choose it, and you ignore the responsibility, so... Love I, that. I take it for myself. It's episode eight. And the topic today is kidnappings. Kidnappings. Yes, we're going to talk about people who got straight up stolen. Yeah. From there, wherever uh-huh. they were. Kidnapped. They were Hood, napped. Hoodwinked. No, no? I don't think is that's that, the same. Is that not the same? No, I don't think that's the same. Oh. Well, not that, but but taken. Taken. Like like the Liam Neeson movie? Yeah, I, I know it. Yeah. Just anyway. like that. Uh, tonight we had shots of Bayou. Is that what it was called? Normally we have the bottle in front of us. But we were proactive and we cleaned first. Yeah, the table is clear, which is strange. It's Bayou. It was rum. Pink rum. From Louisiana. Distilled in copper pots. It had elderberry, mm-hmm. I think, and and Louisiana sugar. I don't know. It, whatever it was. And it definitely was rum. It was pink rum and it was called Bayou as far as I can tell. And it also had on the label Pride of Louisiana. Yeah, if if Louisiana is proud of that, um, you Louisianans who listen to this podcast should be ashamed. Yeah, not great. Maybe better in a mixed drink. So I'll hold off on giving it a, a an actual review. But shots wise, not enjoyable. No, it was ass. Not very smooth. Didn't enjoy it. But it was easier to take than ninety nine bananas, which is what That's we took true. last time. So. That is true. Mm-hmm. It was easier than the ninety nine bananas. A lot easier. Although in between us taking ninety nine bananas. And us taking the Bayou mm. shots, we used those uh, weird shot glasses that have like the dual. It's like cut down the middle, so you can put two different kinds of liquor in it. Ah, uh, yes, we had a movie night at Sam and TJ's place. Mm-hmm. We watched The Predator. Is it The Predator? I think it's just called Predator. We watched Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yes, and we took shots of some painful stuff. Jacob, why don't you describe what it is we took shots of? So it was my two worst nightmares mixed together into one. those were? That was, like I said, we had those fancy shot glasses that have a cut down the middle so that you can put two different liquors in it. They're really not fancy. Shut up. They were cool. They're plastic. They're cool. We took them from pre-mixed shots. Shut up. And then washed them so we could mix other shots. You're talking and you shouldn't be. They were cool. (laughs) Okay. Um, And so in one half, we had 99 bananas. And in the other half, we had screwballs, peanut butter, whiskey. And now they don't mix together because there's that divider in the middle. So they don't mix until they're in your mouth. And I'm not going to lie. It was better than just straight 99. And better than just straight peanut butter whiskey. Yes. But it yes. wasn't good. But it was not good. It was no. very far from good still. Yes. Yeah. It. I'm, I, I don't even know how to describe what it was because some people were like, oh, it might be like a peanut butter and banana sandwich. It wasn't. It just tasted like shit. It was just better shit than 99 bananas alone and screwballs peanut butter whiskey alone. Right. So, you know. Yeah. Take that and do what you will. Um, although Luke really liked it and Kyle didn't mind. They're both fucking nasty though. They are. And now we're drinking, I don't know what you'd call this because it's gin mixed with ginger beer and I think that's it. Um, 
I mean, you can call it like a, a mule, like a gin mule. But it has no citrus. There were limes and lemons there. You didn't use any of them. I know, I forgot. I can taste. So a Moscow mule has vodka. We'll call this a London mule because they drink gin in London. In London. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like you're from London. Okay. Uh, it's fine. That's all right. How you feeling? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah, it's okay. I'll drink it. Topic is kidnapping, like we said. Straight up stealing people. Yeah, right off the streets. Ready to move into the first wheel? Oh, we haven't updated. You have a life update, oh Jessica. God. Jacob, how are you doing in 10 words or less? Because I don't want to hear more than that. I'm just kidding. That was a joke. Volunteered to go to work event way too early. Gonna bail. That was 11 words. It's okay. That's acceptable. You get one extra just in case. Yeah. So you're going to bail on something you volunteered for? Uh-huh. Even though you volunteered for it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because when I volunteered, I didn't know what it actually entailed. It was just like, hey, like we have this work event. Like, do you want to, who wants to come to here? Do this thing. And I was like, hey, like, that's cool. Like, I'll go do a work event. And then I found out that you have to be there at like six or seven in the morning on wow. a Saturday. Gross. And I was like, oof. Yeah, I'm not going to go. And then I got the email. I I got the email today because like, I've been ignoring all the emails before, prior after that, after okay. I found out what time it started. Because mm -hmm. I did my own research and found, you know, the times that you have to be there. Uh, and so I've been ignoring all the emails that they've been sending, like, hey, everyone who wants to volunteer, reply back to this email. And so I just haven't been. But apparently, since I replied back to the first email, I'm on the list. I didn't know that. And so I just got the email today that was like, hey, you guys all volunteered to be to be in this thing, blah, blah, blah. And so I went to my coworker and was like, hey, like, I'm I don't not going to be there. I don't do Saturdays at six. <laughs> That just doesn't happen. Well, see, you volunteered for other Saturday things that were just later in the day. Yeah. So really, it's just not natural to wake up that early on a Saturday, personally, like in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but don't people who work in your office listen to this podcast? Oh, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. One of them's your boss. Yeah. They all know me, though. They know <laughs> what I'm about. Okay. Well, that's good. What a nice environment to work in. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm straight up honest and... You know, I'm not going to reply back to the email saying I'm going to bail. I'm just not going to show up. But right. they, they they know that of me, you know? They already know that. Yeah. That you're going to do that. Probably. they know you. They sent the time today. Okay. Today they gave us what time we needed to be there. And so with that, I'm not going to go. And I think they understood that no one was going to go because they put like, honestly, we only need like three people to show up. So even if we get three or four people, that'd be awesome. And there's like 10 people in the email. And I was like, oh, please. They already know I'm bailing. <laughs> Well, okay. Let's see. 10 words or less for me. Worked a lot. Super boring. Lots of money. Sushi time. <laughs> 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 yes. So I got a, a huge influx of work recently. Uh -huh. I've been working a lot for the past, like, maybe like two weeks. Um, and I work. I work normally, you know. But recently... Because I work freelance, I kind of just accept jobs as they're sent to me. And a lot of jobs were sent to me kind of like all at once. So I had a lot to do and I don't get paid overtime necessarily, but it's a good month, you know, mm -hmm. bank accounts, nice and fat. Going to go get me some fatty tuna, oh. spicy salmon hand rolls and all that stuff. I'm going to nice. do all that tonight Nice. after this. Hey, when you're there, can you get me something, some like rolls to go? To go like you know you got those like little boxes yeah yeah can i get one of those thanks Which one i don't know you want a california roll sure i don't care yeah thanks wow i have to remind you i'm gonna text you no please do i will forget that <laughs> i'm gonna forget you i think it'd be, that'd be funny <laughs> funny though if i did so anyway wow wonderful life updates jessica's always about work 
I don't, I don't want to be about it. I want this to be my job. This kind of gives me an opportunity to talk about this one podcaster I love a lot. Okay. We talked about him the very first episode of this show. Uh, is it, uh, oh my God. Dan Cummins. I'm going to Cummings. <laughs> it's not Cummings. It's just Cummins. There's no G. Cummins what? That's it. Dan Cummins. Oh. Anyway. I thought his first name was Cummins. No, it's Dan. Okay. But he um, is the head of Bad Magic Productions, which puts together Time Suck, Scared to Death Podcast, and Is We Dumb. Those are three podcasts I love a lot. I really mm-hmm. hope that you and I can meet him one day. We'll have him on the show. You for think sure. so? Yeah. When we're, when we're obviously bigger than he ever dreams of being, <laughs> um, we'll have him on. Yeah. No, I, for real though, I, I respect him a lot. I really uh-huh. hope we get to meet him one day. And I mentioned that for a reason, but I can't remember what it was. You said you wanted the podcast to be your job. Yes. It's his job. Oh. He's a professional <laughs> comedian. So he also does that. Okay. But a lot of his time is spent taking care of his podcasts, and I would love to do that one day. That's my dream. I would also love to do that. Nothing but podcasts, nothing but drinking and coming up with stupid things to talk about, or cool things. Or Or scary things. Or cool, stupid things. Or scary, like gross, you know, depressing things. Oh, yeah. Something like that. A little bit of the dark in there. A lot of it, honestly. There's a lot of it. Yeah. Well, Jessica, can you please spin the first wheel? Sure. What's the first spin? All right. The characters from the last show you watched are members of the team that will be saving your life during a hostage situation. Okay. Um, well, so, the last TV show I watched. I think what this is saying is like, like, are you good? Are you fucked? Like, what kind of situation, you know? Um, I'm pretty sure I'm set. Okay. What's the last show you watched? Daredevil. So that means Daredevil, of the last thing I watched, that means Daredevil. Fucking foggy. No. <laughs> well, sure. He'll be there. He'll be handling the legal stuff like he does. But Daredevil, Bullseye, and Wilson Fisk will be rescuing me. Okay. Also, a couple, like, no-name mob bosses, like that one uh, Russian guy. I don't recall. I don't remember. I just remember he was in prison. I don't remember his nationality. I do remember he was a mob boss, though, and he will help to save me, so. Okay. Well, that's I'm, I'm good. pretty much good. Yeah, you're apparently fine. Not only do you have badasses, but you have like fucking millions of dollars. Basically. Well, I'm more than fine. Because the last show you watched was Rick and Morty. <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So like you're OK, but you might end up with something you're not expecting as a, like an, another issue afterwards. Oh, yeah. 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 Some sort of trauma happens. You will be traumatized. I think? will be traumatized from something. You'll escape from your hostage situation, but you'll be taken to a dimension you're unprepared for, like the one where the sun is screaming because it can feel that it's on fire. Yeah, and they left me there for like what they thought was a minute, but was actually like 19 years, mm-hmm. and I was alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just listening to the sun scream. Yeah, that's the type of shit that happens. So like, I'd be fine. I'd be alive. Sure. You wouldn't be fine. You would be alive. That's what you mean. I would tell everyone I'm fine. <laughs> I'm not fine. <laughs> I'm not. Well, okay. That was an easy one. Yeah. Well, we're both saved lives wise. Yeah. But I'm not mentally scarred. Like psychologically, Mm. I'm still good. Okay. No, I'm fucked. Because I was attracted to all of those characters. Wilson Fisk. Rick and Morty? Oh. Wilson Fisk included. Gotcha. And Foggy Nelson? He's okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? Okay. Wow. I guess. Guess we'll move on, Jessica. (laughs) Okay. Before this gets weird. To my story. 
Oh yeah, I forgot you're going first. I'm gonna go first this time. So obviously we're talking about kidnappings. Yes. And I sent you a very, very cryptic text last night. No, you didn't. It's not cryptic, it was actually very direct. Very cryptic. No, it 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 was very direct. It could have meant really anything, unless <laughs> you were you were cunning enough to put it to put all the pieces together. Okay. I said, don't talk about Abraham Lincoln. Right, that's not cryptic. Yeah, that just means could don't, mean anything. It, I assume it means just don't talk about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, don't look him up <laughs> when it comes to kidnappings. So, we are in the 1870s, okay? Okay. Big Jim Kennelly. Big let, Jim? Big Jim, not Slim Jim. That's a different, <laughs> that's a different guy. Oh. This is Big Jim. He led a gang of counterfeiters in Illinois, uh, specifically like Chicago area. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So this gang, became one of the most successful counterfeiting gangs in the United States at this time, all due to their master engraver, Ben Boyd. That's a cool name. Yeah, he was a genius. Mm -hmm. His his craft was uncanny. He okay. could print dollar bills like no one else. He could print Better them. than the government. Print them? He counterfeited, he made fake money. That looked more real than real stuff? Uh, probably not, but it was good enough. It was okay. the best. All right. So things were going great for Big Jim. But when Ben Boyd was arrested and jailed, the counterfeiting operation had to come to an end. No one else could do what Ben Boyd could do. That was it. Okay. So Big Jim needed to think of a new way to make money, or he needed to think of an insanely elaborate plot to get Ben Boyd out of jail. One and of those seems more difficult than the other. Sure. Did he dress like Abraham Lincoln? I don't know. Okay. But like I said, one of those seems more difficult than the other and coming up with a whole new idea is ridiculous. Sure. So an elaborate plot was made and that's when it hit him. Big Jim thought of a way not only to get Ben Boyd out of jail, but also to receive a presidential pardon and get paid in the process. What? He thought it all up. It was all ready. All right, well, let's hear it. He said, I'm gonna steal the Declaration of Independence. No, he didn't say that. <laughs> oh, dang no. it. <laughs> uh, no, no. But he did say, I'm going to kidnap Abraham Lincoln. He's gonna kidnap him? Oh. The what? president? Abraham Lincoln. One of our nation's presidents? One of our nation's presidents. That's right. I know what you're thinking. That's absurd, right? This is a president. How the fuck are you gonna kidnap a president? Also, what year was this again? Jessica, 1870s. 70s. Yeah, 75. Okay. okay. So I know this sounds impossible, right? I mean, you know, because Abraham Lincoln is the president, right? It's the most important person in the United States. Mm -hmm. But see, it was actually very simple because Abraham Lincoln has been dead for 10 years. Okay, so I had my timeline off anyway. Okay. It occurred to me that Abraham Lincoln was dead. Yeah. Um, because I didn't know the dates necessarily. I know. But I also felt too stupid to say it out loud because I, I might be wrong. Oh, I know. Okay. This was all written a very specific way. <laughs> all right. <laughs> On my pieces of paper. Uh, that's right. Abraham Lincoln died in 65. This is in 75. So okay. 10 well, years I didn't dead. remember that exactly. It's, I didn't either. I had to Google that. But anyway, so Big Jim and his boys were going to kidnap Lincoln's corpse, ransom it, for the pardon of Ben Boyd and $200,000 in cash, which today would be equivalent to about $4 million. His corpse? His corpse. He's gonna dig up a president? Yes. And hold the bones for ransom. Hold the bones, yeah. It's 10 years, I mean, I'm assuming it's not much of a corpse and more of bones. It's, it's bones now, yeah. Yeah. So 
And Big Jim told his gang about the idea and they absolutely loved it, right? <laughs> They, they were, were like, yeah. They were all in. That's it. This was such a simple plan. Not only can we get our homie back to make us more counterfeiting money. Right. But we can also make four mil on the, in the process. Like, dope. Right? <laughs> so one of the boys, right? One of Big Jim's boys, uh-huh. Ben Sheridan, was so excited about the plot, right? He just had to celebrate at a brothel. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he's, he's, got, he's got millions coming his way. Right. So, plus more counterfeiting money. Like, he's excited. So we went to the brothel, and while he was there, he drank too much. And he talked to a woman. A whore. Sure, Jessica, I wouldn't call a her that. A sex worker. She's a sex worker, okay. Whatever you want to say. And he told her all about the plan. The sex worker. He, yeah, he told her all about how they were going to steal Lincoln's corpse, kidnap Lincoln's corpse, all the whole, the whole nine. Okay. And she quickly, you know, told the others. And soon... The other prostitutes? The other women in the establishment. Why are you assuming they were all women, Jacob? Okay, the other workers in the (laughs) establishment. Uh, And soon this became like legit gossip and it caused the gang to have to flee and leave the town. Well, you know... He really fucked up because that's that's a very memorable plan. No one's going to forget that someone plans on stealing the bones of like a dead person, especially someone who was assassinated only 10 years ago. 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So most just like you would assume that that would be the end. You know, okay, they had to leave. Cats out of the bag. Yeah. But Big Jim knew that his plan was still a good one. It was still airtight. He knew that. That's right. Wow. So he fled to Chicago where he began recruiting a new gang. To steal the same bones. <laughs> same same plan, new gang. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and one of the new members of the gang was Louis Sweggles. <laughs> Louis Sweggles. Sweggles. All right, all That's right. right. Well, what's he about? So we'll, we'll get to that. But now, Jessica, the plan. Okay. I'm going to give you a deep dive on the plan. So. Is it a complex plan? Not really, no. Okay. So Sweggles, <laughs> Big Jim, and the rest of the gang would break into the tomb of Abraham Lincoln. Okay. They would stuff Lincoln's body into a sack. This sack would be placed in a wagon that would then transfer it to Indiana, where the sack filled with Lincoln's body would be hidden in sand dunes by the lake. Yes. Airtight, basically. I know. In the tomb, they would leave behind a torn page from a very rare newspaper, specifically a newspaper that was printed in England and like was shipped to the US and is only sold at like one stand in some place or whatever. Anyway, so a very rare newspaper, while the rest of the paper would be hidden in the gang's bar to be proof that they in fact did kidnap and hid Lincoln's body. Mm-hmm. So that way they would actually get paid the ransom. Right. And the plan, Jessica, as I'm sure you are aware, is bulletproof. This is great. Okay. Yeah. There was only one flaw. Oh no. What was that? Sweggles. <gasps> Not Lewis. Lewis Sweggles was an informant for the <gasps> Secret Service. Oh my God. What? Secret Service. Yeah. I didn't even know they had informants. I guess they do now. They do. So at this time, the Secret Service was not about protecting the president. Secret Service was literally created to stop and prevent counterfeit currency mm-hmm. from mixing into the economy. So they were they were all up on Big Jim, right? They knew all about him. Mm-hmm. Swiggles got close, found out about this plot about Lincoln and was like, oh, tight. Like, we're going to destroy you guys. And uh, it wasn't until like later that Secret Service became in charge of also protecting the president. 
That was later, unimportant to the story. So on election day, November 7th, 1876, the gang traveled to Oak Ridge Cemetery. Just in case you didn't put that together, that's where Lincoln's body is. That's the cemetery where his bones are. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the thought why they would do this on election day was that people would be too busy counting election votes to be visiting the cemetery, right? They got more important things to do. All right. They're concerned about who the president's gonna be, not about- A person who's already dead. Some, some dead person, yeah. Okay. And on top of that, the cemetery had little to no security. There were no guards, there were no nighttime workers, whatever. I'm sure there was someone who was there, but like okay. really nothing. So the gang easily went into the cemetery unnoticed. They sawed through the padlock that was on Lincoln's tomb. Mm -hmm. They went down into his tomb where apparently this tomb is massive. Not only is there like bedrooms, like there's like a multiple rooms in this tomb. What? It's got like one room that apparently has like a whole bunch of like Lincoln memorabilia. Oh. But then another room that has a sarcophagus. This fucking tomb is dope. Yeah. I want a tomb like this. We'll get into more later because there's also a secret basement. What? Yes. Okay. I know. So uh, they then pried open the marble lid off the sarcophagus so that they could then remove the wooden coffin placed within. Uh-huh. Okay. And while they were getting the wooden coffin out, they sent Swuggles to go get the horses and the wagon. Oh, I see. Big mistake. Because he was actually because Secret Service. Swuggles was a snitch. So Swuggles did in fact leave the tomb, but instead of coming back with horses and a wagon, he came back with detectives who oh. were hiding nearby. Whoa. I know. I'm not gonna lie, swiggles. I was waiting for you to say someone popped out of the coffin. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> You're under arrest. <laughs> anyway, uh, the detectives rushed the tomb where a small shootout ensued. Oh my gosh. Now, from what I read, one place said there was no shootout. One place said there was a shootout. One, sor sorry, sources, not place. Another source said that it was just the detectives who just started blasting mm -hmm. and that the gang didn't fire at all. So they just died? Uh, well, no, no one died. Uh, so they started shooting and then stopped shooting and then just arrested they just, them? They were just shooting. Uh, no, no one was arrested because Big Jim and his crew were able to escape. How? I don't know, they just got out. You don't have that information? Jessica, the Secret Service was apparently really not that great at this time. Okay. They were all about money, right? It was a bunch of accountants with badges. The Secret Service was? Yes. They were literally about counterfeit money. Well, sure. And. Yeah, so, you know, they weren't badasses, okay? Okay. They were accountants. All right. With guns. Sure. Anyway, 10 days later, uh, the gang was arrested in Chicago. Oh, they found <laughs> they, them? Yeah, okay. they didn't get that far. Okay. And after eight months, the trial for the gang began, and they were all found guilty. And because of this, they were sentenced to a whole year in prison. One year? One year in prison. Now, For specifically- getting into a shootout with Secret Service? That's why I don't know if there was actually a shootout. Okay. Maybe there was, maybe and there wasn't. breaking into and plotting um, to steal a president's bones. Apparently at this time in Illinois, yeah, where this took place, the max sentence for grave robbing was one year. So they all got one year. But they didn't actually rob anything, they just attempted to. Yeah. Now they, they have since changed it. Like a few years later, they changed the law to be the max sentence of grave robbing now is 10 years. Oh. So okay. they would have done some, they would have done a dime. Instead, they just did a little year. Okay. That's right. So unfortunately, the gang 
did not manage to kidnap the corpse of Lincoln. They got really close, though. But someone else did. What? Oh, what? What? Were they just a distraction while the detectives chased off? Chased them off? What? Because John Power. Who is that? The tomb's caretaker secretly removed Lincoln's coffin with the help of his friends. They took it down into the basement of the tomb, which they refer to as the labyrinth. What? And they buried Lincoln in a shallow, unmarked grave in the labyrinth. Why is there a labyrinth down there? I don't know. Oh my God. I have no idea. Um, So over time, this, you know, secret group had moved Lincoln's body around in the labyrinth so that no one could try to come and kidnap his corpse. So this was like for the sake of like keeping his body from getting, trying to get people trying to steal it again. Yes. Um, And, but in 1901, Robert Todd Lincoln, which is Lincoln's son, uh, thought enough was enough. Why the fuck do you keep moving my father's body around? Mm. Right? Yes. And so he arranged for his father's corpse, the corpse of Abraham, Abraham Lincoln, to be lowered into a 10 foot vault in a steel cage encased in tons of concrete in his tomb. How many people tried to steal his bones? I don't know, Jessica. Is that going to be an episode all to itself? (laughs) Abraham bones. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, it leads me to think like there were obviously more presidents like George Washington was the first one. Yeah. Like how many people tried to steal his fucking bones and his like wooden ass teeth or something like that? I don't fucking know, man. That's really interesting. Yeah. It also makes you think like what was really going on with this corpse? You know, what do you mean by that? Why? Why is his corpse? in a 10-foot vault, in a cage, encased in concrete. Well, I mean, probably because... Because he's a zombie? People tried to steal it, though. Or because Abraham Lincoln was a vampire hunter who got turned? No. They made a documentary about it. You ever watch it? Oh, God. Abraham Lincoln, vampire Vampire hunter. Hunter. Yeah, I saw it. I did. Yeah, it was great. Mm. (laughs) It was a movie. Yeah. Yeah, no. um, Yeah, I can only imagine that it was because he was president during a very controversial time, and is very famous for that. Oh, yeah. That's that's it. That's the only reason I can imagine his bones were as popular as they were. Everyone just wanted to touch Abraham's bone. Mm. They wanted that bone. They you just know? wanted that that honest bone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wasn't that interesting, though? Like, No, crazy interesting. I had no idea <laughs> that people tried to kidnap the corpse of Abraham Lincoln. Mm-hmm. It's also interesting to me that like he had made like enough of a good impression to the staff of the fucking... His caretaker, the caretaker of his tomb. Yeah, that he got like a team together to hide his bones so no one else would show up to try and steal mm-hmm. him. That's some national treasure shit. That's what I'm saying, a Nicola- labyrinth? Nicholas Cage. A labyrinth under Nicholas there? Cage would have somehow found a clue that Abraham Lincoln wasn't actually in his sarcophagus and he would have went down to the labyrinth and he would have used his clues in his insanely large four-headed brain to find the real corpse of Abraham Lincoln and he would have dug it up and guess what he would have found? What? The Declaration of Independence. Stop it! Or something like that. I don't know. He probably wouldn't have found that. I'm not writing the, I'm not writing the movie, Jessica, so. I hope nobody does. I hope someone does. Take this. Make National Treasure 3. No. Why have you not? Why have, have you not have made any, it? You know, make a movie about Abraham Lincoln without involving Nicolas Cage. Nicolas Cage should be playing Abraham Lincoln. Oh, there was that one movie I actually still want to see where that one guy, the method actor who doesn't brush his teeth. Uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah. 
He played Abraham Lincoln. Uh, yeah, in a movie called Lincoln, I believe it was. Is that what it was called? Yeah. He probably didn't brush his teeth in it. Probably not. Unless, did Lincoln brush his teeth? I don't know. I mean, he probably brushed his teeth. However, people during that time brushed their teeth. Hey, if anyone listening to this podcast happens to be a historian who specializes in Abraham Lincoln, did he brush his teeth? This question is for you. Lyle likes history. Yeah, but it's Lyle. I know. Everything he says, you know, you know, they say like, oh, I, I, whatever they say, take with a grain of salt. They you say know? that? They say that about people. With Lyle, it's more like like a, a big bag of like rock salt. Probably just don't eat it. Yeah. In the first place, I bet. Like, like the kind of salt that you use to like salt your driveway, you know? Like the big pieces of yeah, salt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You have to take one of those. Like not not, not, like a not with piece. a grain of salt. Like, like a, a big old, big old rock. Salt, a whole crystal? Yeah. That's what Lyle. I, I don't I don't trust Lyle. I don't trust him as far as I can throw him. <laughs> and right. if pictures are accurate, I can't throw him very far. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, I guess it's time for the break. Yeah, it is. We'll grab some time. snacks. Although I'm a little disappointed in the selection today. Danny really has to step up her game. I know. She gave us shitty popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't have known that. And we already ate all the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's still two more. <gasps> Oh, I want some cookies. Oatmeal cookie time. All right. See you guys soon. So I read this thing. Mm -hmm. There's a story about kidnapping. Okay. This guy. Yeah. Big oil mogul billionaire guy. Oh, the guy is big. Money wise. You mean he's successful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, big, big hot shot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, John Paul Getty. Yeah. So his grandson. Yeah. John Paul Getty III. Oh, wow. Was in like, I don't know, Germany or something. Mm-hmm. Got kidnapped. Whoa. I know. And they, the kidnappers ransomed. They had, they had a ransom out for, on mm-hmm. John Paul Getty III. All right. For $17 million. Whoa, that's a lot of money. That's right. What and year was this? Yeah. Okay. And so John Paul Getty, you know, the grandpa yeah, was like, that's a lot of money. I said that you're, you thinking exactly like him because he was like, I'm not paying that. Mm-hmm. Let's mm-hmm. haggle this. Okay. Let's, let's find out what my grandson is really worth. <laughs> and so he started, he started negotiating and they weren't, they weren't having it. So after like three months of negotiations, they had, <laughs> they, they had said, meanwhile, his grandson is being held for ransom. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, they, they sent. Uh, a package to like some news place, the kidnappers, uh, containing the right ear of John Paul Getty the third. Oh my God. Uh, and they, they did in fact lower their, their ransom to 3 million now. Oh, that is heavily discounted. Well, he's missing an ear. So, um, you know, anyway, so, uh, John Paul Getty, you know, the grandpa was like, well, if you're willing to come down to 3 million, then you're willing to come down to 2.2. Oh my God. <laughs> and he said that he wasn't going to pay anything over $2.2 million. And what that boils down to is during this time, uh, $2.2 million was the maximum uh, tax deductible amount that could be paid in ransoms. <laughs> and so he wasn't going to pay anything over $2.2 million. To spare his taxes as opposed to his grandson. Yes. Wow. So finally, um, he paid mm-hmm. the $2.2 million, uh, John Paul Getty. Yeah. Uh, his son, John Paul Getty II. Yes. Or junior, whatever. Um, he didn't have 
his own money to pay for the rest of it. So his father, John Paul Getty, loaned him the rest of the money uh, to cover the ransom at a 4% interest rate. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So after six months, John Paul Getty III finally returned home. Uh, He very quickly became like a a drug addict on sorts of all stuff. um, And he had a drug-induced stroke and is like like near paralyzed and all sorts of stuff. Bad, bad thing. I saw a picture of him. He looked rough. To this day? Yeah. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. God, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> I know. The worst grandpa in the world. <laughs> he was haggling a ransom. Damn. <laughs> I almost talked about another one. Mm-hmm. You ever hear of the the guy called uh, Carlos the Jackal? I've seen the movie The Jackal. I don't think it's the same. <laughs> I mean, but have you seen it? Do you? No, know? I don't know. You don't know that. I don't know that. Okay. But Carlos the Jackal was a like South American dude who was like a, a big time like terrorist, you know, in in Europe. Yeah. And uh, anyway, him and his crew decided to like hold some like big like group of like world leaders hostage, not like world leaders, you know, but like their subordinate leaders. Oh, I see. Yeah. So like, not like the number ones, but like the number fours and fives. The Dukes. Yeah. They were all being like held, it was like 60 people or something, some big event. Dukes and duchesses. I don't remember the exact event, but yeah. The nobility. Yeah, the nobilities. So he was holding like 60 people like hostage and then wanted to, and this was in, I think Austria. Did he have them all in one place? Yeah, they were all in like some big meeting. Imagine like the G7 summit, but oh. for like, you know, the number fours and fives. Okay. And so they were all there meeting. And so he busted in the place, held everyone hostage. Um, they ended up killing a couple of people. Um, he demanded that they play like his like communist manifesto-esque like uh, uh, recordings on the radio every certain amount of time or else he'd be killing hostages. <laughs> so they were just doing what he said. And then eventually he was like, okay, like now. Wait, was this not for ransom? It was. Okay. Well, no, it was more just hostage. And so then he was like, cool. Now I want like a private jet and all this shit. Um, and I want safe transportation to blah, 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 whatever. The government agreed on one condition. The, I think it was 15 hostages that he was taking with him to ensure his safe traveling. Yeah. Um, all had to sign a form saying that they were going on their own free will. So that way, technically the government was not responsible for anything that happened to them. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They ended up getting away. He released the rest of the hostages. That should be illegal. They're basically saying, no, if you could just hold a gun to these people's heads, like you have been and make them sign this thing on, you know, threat of death, then, then we'll agree. Yeah. So they did. And they gave him a private jet and he flew out. He left. Uh, he ended up releasing all the hostages and they no now he wasn't actually paid like, um, what would be the word? Like no one knows for sure if he was paid or not, but they assume or, you know, rumors that the government had paid him something like 20 or $30 million to release the hostages later. Oh, okay. But they weren't hostages at that point. They were guests. Yeah, they were, (laughs) they were guests that Friends. chose to be there <laughs> they on were their just, own they were free just will pals <laughs> yeah <laughs> god yeah that sucks yeah can you imagine 
you're a held hostage in a bank and like an FBI agent comes in to save your life and he's like, sign this form, man, or woman, sign this form right here. This will say that technically you're not a hostage anymore. And we don't have to save you. And you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be a hostage. So you sign it and he's like, you're not a hostage. I don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> Get out of here. What are you, a co-conspirator? heard this one story i had to pass it up um because i just didn't have a lot of time uh -huh. as you heard i worked a lot this week it was very busy um i don't remember where it took place it was somewhere in south america and it was like a child kidnapping but it was because the kids like parents were really rich it was like the dad had some kind of standing in the country and the mom not so much but they were just they i don't know were a powerful family um, and so this gang, I think it was cartel, kidnaps the child of this guy of the family and held her for ransom. It was a daughter for a really long time. And then it came out later that the father actually faked the whole thing. Mm, why? Um, because he ended up, um, I can't remember. It was like, it's um, really convoluted. Like that movie with Denzel Washington. Damn it, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> I was really like you saw my face was so straight that whole time. I know. I thought I did a good job. I know. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. I wish it was called man on you fire had more time. <laughs> and it starred Dakota Fanning and she did a wonderful job. Uh huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I was like, wow, did they base that off a real story? <laughs> <laughs> so I almost got you, but then yeah. you figured it out like I did. Yeah. Damn. Uh, this is going to be a thing now. Oh, I'm doing this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I can't wait until I get like a whole episode through and just don't say a word. You're going to be like, fuck, I can't believe I fell for that. <laughs> That's right. It was Star Trek, bitch. <laughs> Short break and we finished the cookies. We did. Um, well, I'm going to spin the wheel for the second one since you did it for the first. Go ahead. I didn't even wait for you. Yeah, I just you spun did it, it before I even said, go ahead. So, so that's, I mean, it's selfish, but so that's fine. Eat it. Anyway, Jessica. Yeah. What is your least favorite song right now? Woman by Doja Cat. Uh, I don't know how that one goes. Uh, I hate it. It's like the, don't get me wrong. Listen, I love Doja Cat. Uh-huh. I don't love her for her lyrics. They're pretty bad. Yeah. This one's even worse. Hmm. Well, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to it after this. I'm going to write that down. Okay. Woman. But please do me the courtesy because my uh, opinion of this song is based off of not just the song and its lyrics, but also the music video. Oh, I got to watch the music video. You also have to watch the official music video. Yeah. But if I watch the music video, then I won't be able to hear the explicit version. That's okay. It's not explicit. Oh, okay. If it is, it's during the part you can't understand anyway. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, do you listen to the radio at all? Like today's radio not really i mean every now and then but so only on occasion for the most part it's not great but it's okay mm -hmm. you know whenever they play music i'm liking adele's new stuff everybody eh. seems to be eh. it's all right it's not as good as you know her older stuff but you know whatever but oh but she just broke up with someone so maybe we'll get another album who knows i don't know anything about her personal oh um, maybe that was taylor swift no clue i don't know anyway yeah so right now 
music on the radio is ass. Cause I listen to a, a radio like morning show as yeah. I drive to work every day. Mm -hmm. And like, it's only like a 20 minute drive for me to work. So like sometimes it's nothing but talk. Sometimes it's nothing but music, you mm -hmm. know, whatever. Uh, but it's always Justin Bieber. <laughs> and I think the song is called ghost and it is ass. Yeah. It's ass. It sound, he sounds exactly like he did when he came out with fucking what baby was that his like big song? Well, no, I mean, yes, but that's when he still had his little baby voice. He sounds like little baby Bieber. I'm pretty sure I've heard that song and I don't think I agree. Mm -mm. I just think it's boring that in all this time he's made no changes. None, none, no changes at all. Mm -mm. Ass, I hated it, hate it. I would rather listen to country music, Jessica. I literally Whoa. change, cause you know, I have like one station here that isn't country. Jack FM. Oh no, but uh, I'm not a huge fan of the morning Jack FM though. So okay, I wouldn't know. It. But anyway, so I have two radio stations that I can listen to. One being Jack FM, but in the morning I only have you know Kid Craddock Morning Show, <laughs> and I will change it and listen to country something. Or I think I have I have a country station pre-selected. I have a like 70s station pre-selected, which I also <laughs> am not a huge fan of because they don't play the popular stuff. They put like their favorite 70s music. Uh, there's, I think it's 95 point something. Okay. Or, and if not that, it's 91 point something. Um, and it's specifically rock from the 70s to the, sounds like early 2000s. Oh, well, that sounds interesting. I might have to give them a listen. Yes, you'd like it. I don't remember what it's called, but I know we have it saved on our okay. Our car's radio. But I bet their morning show is nothing but lame old men. We don't listen. We're never even awake or conscious in the morning. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. So I, yeah, Terry and I usually, cause we work so late, we'll sleep in till like 10 and we're not leaving the house for at least two hours. So we never hear any morning radio shows. Uh, but how about you? Oh, you already said Julie's favorite song. Yeah. Oh my God. Woman by Doja Woman. Cat. That's right. I wrote it down. Mm -hmm. Gotta listen to it. It's okay. We'll 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 play that. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Sometime. Yeah, the break's over, so you can't really play it during the break. Yeah, it's over. It's true. Anyway, I'd like to move into my story, my kidnapping story. Kidnapping story. I forgot what your story was about. Yes, a person was napped, and it wasn't a kid. Oh, okay. So it was a it was an adult napping. It was an adult woman. Here we go. Her name is or was because I don't know if she's still alive. Barbara Mackle. Mackle. Barbara Mackle. December 1968. There was an outbreak of Hong Kong flu. I'm sure there is no relation. <laughs> it spread through the staff and student body of Emory University in Decatur, Georgia. Okay. She was 20 years old, uh, a real estate heiress, is or was, oh, okay. like I said, yeah. Uh, and an Emory senior. She happened to contract the Hong Kong flu, like okay. I said. Barbara's mom drove up from their family's estate in Coral Gables, which is apparently a very posh suburb in Miami, Florida. Because that's the kind of money they had. Sounds posh. Yeah. Gables. Mm-hmm. She drove all the way up from there to take care of her daughter. Robert Mackle, which is Barbara's dad, and his brothers Frank and Elliot were very wealthy land developers who had launched Port Charlotte and Northport, which were two other very posh communities in Florida. Wow. Yeah. So he really was doing very well. Apparently. December 17th. The college infirmary was full. And so Jane and Barbara had to take a room at a nearby motel. This sounds familiar. Does it? Sounds like the whole COVID thing, you know? Places got full and people were just like 
throwing a bunch of COVID people in the hotel rooms and Maybe. shit. Yeah, I guess so. So they drove to the Roadway Inn in Decatur, hoping that Barbara's fever would die down and they could drive back home together for Christmas. Okay. So at about four in the morning. Oh my God, I forgot we're talking about kidnapping. Oh mm-hmm. God, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I got thrown off. Welcome back. <laughs> so at about four in the morning, there's a knock at the door. They were able to see that there was a man on the other side who appeared to be a police officer. When asked what was going on at the door, he stated, quote, we are investigating an accident in which a young man driving a white Ford has been seriously injured. It just so happened that Barbara's boyfriend, Stuart, who had stopped in to check on them, had left about midnight and <coughs> bless you. Oh, thank you. He'd stopped in to check on them about midnight and it, it just so happened that he drove a white Ford. So both women were obviously very concerned by this. Jane began, Jane, which is the mom, began to unlock the door just as Barbara shouted, don't, but Uh, too late. Too late. It wasn't a cop. (gasps) It was 23-year-old SeaWorld Miami employee Gary Crist disguised (laughs) as an officer. (laughs) Why does that make you laugh? SeaWorld employee. (laughs) (laughs) Like, why was that important? (laughs) Um, I don't know, but I left it in because it also made me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I love how that made the cut. So it was 23-year-old SeaWorld Miami employee Gary Crist, disguised as an officer, and his 26-year-old girlfriend Ruth Eisman Shire, a young Honduran woman, disguised as a man. Whoa. Both of them were masked, I assume because of the flu. Crist carrying a shotgun and Shire holding a pistol. Mrs. Mackle was apparently more annoyed than frightened because she assumed they were there to rob them. According to police record, she shouted, just take our money and get out of here. Just wanted it to be over. Uh Uh-huh. So they chloroformed Jane and they tied her up. Okay. Before they could do the same to Barbara though, she told them that she would cooperate. So still at gunpoint, they told Barbara to walk calmly and quietly out of the hotel room to a car that waited nearby. Kristen Shire then placed Barbara face down in the back seat injected her with a light sedative and they did place the chloroform rag over her face very briefly anyway. Okay. Then they drove Barbara 20 miles away to a rural pine forest. Barbara claimed she was woozy, but was still able to stay conscious through this whole thing. So they stop the car. They walk Barbara through the forest to a freshly dug trench. Oh, this sounds like a hit. Yeah. At the bottom of the trench, a box. Oh no. So it was either a plywood box or a fiberglass box. Not sure, but the lid was open and they ordered Barbara to climb inside. Mm. At some point, they had snapped a photo of her holding a crude sign that read kidnapped in all caps. They did force her to smile in the picture. Aw. And then they screwed the lid shut and they buried her. Oof. Yeah. So there were two ventilating pipes in this box that she was buried in, which Chris referred Christ referred to as a capsule, not a box or a coffin, as, okay. as newspapers referred to it later. So he used the tubes to speak to Barbara while she was inside. She's hysterical, she's screaming and crying, and he shouts to her that she has food, water, a blanket, a small light and ventilating fan that are both operated by batteries, a pump to get rid of water if it should rain and her coffin should flood, as well as a bedpan. Lovely. He says to her, the supplies and batteries would last a week if they're used sparingly. Two and a half days if they're wasted. Apparently, he'd laced the food and water inside with sedatives. And in a box of sanitary napkins, 
he left her a note assuring her that she would be released in a week, even if her father did not pay the ransom. Interesting. We'll see. Back to Jane, tied up in the hotel room. I forgot all about Jane. Mrs. Mackle. She's bound hand and foot with Venetian blind cords. Her mouth was taped. She regained- What what motel is she staying at? What do you mean? What motel has- The Roadway Inn, I told you that. Has Venetian (laughs) cords. (laughs) I don't know, but that's what she was tied up with. She regained consciousness about an hour after her daughter's kidnapping. So she banged on the walls with her feet because her hands were bound. She got no response. She struggled to her feet, hopped to the door and managed to get that open, but it's still the middle of the night, so no one's out there. Well, it's five in the morning, but it's also a motel, it's so a no motel. one's out there. Yeah. Um, apparently she made her way to her, her car, which was a Pontiac Firebird, and she just like banged her head into the like car horn and honked until the like motel attendant came out to like help her. So he comes and he finds her. He is shocked and he releases her from her binds. And within 10 minutes, the police arrive. Roadblocks are thrown up. The entire Atlanta area um, has like all the patrol cars in that area were put on alert. And Robert Mackle was called. He rushes in in his private plane commanded by two pilots. <laughs> I don't Thank, know why thanks. that was it. It was I'm just reading to you what was important to the people who wrote these articles at the time. So at 9.30 that morning, the Mackles get a call on their unlisted telephone. And it says, quote, Listen carefully. I will say this only one time. I am the kidnapper of your daughter. Look under the rock at the base of a palm tree near your front gate. Follow instructions there faithfully if you want to see your daughter again. Under the rock was a bottle. Oh. And in the bottle were three sheets of typewritten paper. Now, they explained that Barbara was buried in a box and that she would be allowed to suffocate if a ransom of half a million dollars, which in the late 60s amounted to about four million now. Okay. If it wasn't paid or if the police were were notified. So they needed to get paid and the police couldn't know. Okay. Otherwise, she would die. Robert Mackle was a millionaire in the 60s. He had a ton of political connections. Yeah. Was apparently friends with President Richard Dixon. Ah, So. Nice. This was gonna be a tough one to get away with. We'll see how they fare. <laughs> so the letters, I guess, went on to explain that if they accepted the terms, they uh, were to pay the money in only $20 bills, not in serial order, bound in $1,000 packets and put into a single suitcase. Then they were meant to place a classified ad in the Miami Herald under the personal section, and that section was meant to read, quote, loved one, Please come home. We will pay all expenses and meet you anywhere at any time, your family. So the Mackles Bank spent all that day and night preparing the ransom for them, listing the serial numbers. There was difficulty finding a suitcase large enough. Apparently the wife of the like bank's vice president found one in their house and gave it to them okay. to be able to pull all this off. Wednesday, which is the next day, The postman delivered a letter containing a ring that they took off of Barbara before they buried her and the Polaroid they took of her before she ended up in the ground. Okay. 4 a.m. on Thursday, which is exactly two days since the kidnapping, Robert receives another telephone call. He was told, leave immediately, drive to Fair Isle Drive at Biscayne Bay, where the road and bridge are blocked off every night at 8 o'clock. He was told to leave the suitcase with the ransom inside on a sandy strip near the bridge and then drive away. He did everything that they asked, kept the FBI out of it. However, someone living nearby heard a motorboat coming. 
Apparently that shallow channel between the Fair Isle and the mainland gets a lot of like burglars in boats <laughs> pulling up. Okay. Like that area just gets robbed a lot by like people in boats. So they heard that and didn't waste any fucking time and immediately called the cops. So the cops show up. They see two people coming out of a of the woods nearby, near the bridge. They ordered them to halt. And instead, the two people dropped a large, heavy suitcase and bolted. So they didn't catch them, but they were able to retrieve the suitcase and found that it was the ransom. Ah. So the ransom has not been delivered to the kidnappers. And now Mackle is, Robert Mackle, is devastated because they botched his payoff. Yeah. He's worried that they're going to kill his daughter now. Um, But don't worry, because the cops found the boat that they showed up in, found, I guess, a car because they took two different modes of transport and then abandoned both of them. Inside, they found Shire's passport. Oh, my God. They found two one-way airline tickets to Las Vegas. (laughs) Oh, my God. They found six Polaroid snapshots consisting of five nudes and one of Barbara Mackle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) So they traced the license plate back to a someone named George Deacon, who worked for the Marine Institute, which connected to SeaWorld. (laughs) Oh, no. They found dozens of fingerprints on top of that, and apparently Gary Christ was already a wanted fugitive, so he was very easy to look up. Wow. He got caught within 24 hours, piloting a a new speedboat around a Florida swamp, seemingly on the run to nowhere. (laughs) (laughs) And they found Shire uh, not too long after that in Oklahoma and deported her back to Honduras. (laughs) Oh my God. Idiots. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, did they did they find uh, Barbara? Yes, they did. So I have that here. She ended up being down there for three and a half days. Shit. Until because they had said in the note that she'd been buried in a box. I guess they had search parties going out into like the local woods to just try and find some like freshly dug like earth or something like that. Eventually, they found her. People searching. So not even the cops necessarily. Searchers found her burial site. They could tell that it was freshly dug and they frantically dug her up for her to emerge completely unhurt and say that she was okay. And her uh, testimony of what that was like for her um, is actually in a book that you can read. It's called 83 Hours Till Dawn. Ah. And she noted, I screamed and screamed. The sound of the dirt being shoveled on top of her got farther and farther away. Finally, I couldn't hear anything. And I screamed for a long time after that. Rough. Yeah. That's all I got. But if she ate the food or drank the water, then she would just be a little sleepy. I don't know if she did. Well, she should have. She probably she drank, slept she through probably, all, she she probably drank the water. Days. You have to drink water, I assume. Couldn't, wouldn't you die? Isn't it like two or three days without water would kill you? I don't know. Or you're something, you're something, something to drink. I got no idea. Well, yeah, I forgot. You never, survival you never drink water. No, well, there's water in everything. I don't need water. There's water in you, you know, do need water. Our our alcohol. There's water in the food that I eat. <laughs> oh my god, it's fine. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that was really cool. That I was, was happy wild. to find that story buried alive, and then such an elaborate plan. And like of all the people you could have chosen, why did you choose this dude that obviously has like all of this sway? Well, not only that, but why did you only ask for half a million? Right. Well, he was a millionaire in the 60s. Like, he's gotten way more than that. Yeah. 
I, it could have been though, because it did mention that the bank had to kind of scramble to get him that much. They don't just have it. Maybe he had most of it in cash somewhere as like protection. He gotcha. needed it in cash immediately. And they were only able to get him that much because like they really scraped around for it in order to help him out. He ended up getting it all back anyway. So it didn't matter, but yeah. still. Huh. <laughs> Idiots. Yeah. So apparently I, I thought I had seen in one article that Gary Christ was an escaped convict, uh-huh. but had been hired by SeaWorld for like, <laughs> they just didn't care. <laughs> didn't, hey, man. We need someone who doesn't care to, <laughs> to abuse the shit out of our whales. Yeah, he stole one of their boats to go and take, like, grab up the ransom money from some, like, rich lady he kidnapped. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was really fucking awful that all that happened to her while she had the flu. Oh, shit. I forgot she was down in that shit with the flu. Mm-hmm. Did she they, they leave her a box of okay. tissues? I don't think so. Ugh, that's gross. Mm-hmm. Gross. She probably had, the, probably had the crustiest sleeves. Oh, yeah, probably. She probably did. She probably did. Yeah, that's gross. Unless it was like a stomach flu. Oh, maybe it was a, it was a smelly, smelly little box. A smelly flu. Smelly box stinky, under the ground. Stinky box. <laughs> well, that's I'm my sure, story. I'm sure that wasn't the only stinky box. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Okay, spin the wheel before I get canceled. <laughs> This is a good one. Okay. You can turn one movie, any movie, but only one, into a musical. What movie do you choose? And it's going to be like a good musical, not like a not like a shitty musical, you know? Okay. Like like the kind of musical that like like is good and like wins awards and shit. And like a really awesome like podcast duo watches it all the time. Like that <laughs> that kind of good. Okay. I I'm 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 going to need some time. Do you have something? Uh I think it would only take us like one stern slurp and I'll get it. Okay. Got it. Me too. Who goes first? I say the Ghostbusters. Oh, the Ghostbusters musical? Yeah. That'd be cool. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. There'd be dance numbers with ghosts. Mm-hmm. Hip hop too. Yeah. That'd be cool. Now are we talking like OG Ghostbusters or like the one with all the women? The first one. Okay. Yeah. We're talking about the dude one. Okay. The dude Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I haven't wow. seen the women one, by the way. I haven't either. I've just heard terrible, terrible things. I have also not heard great things. And I'm usually not a huge fan of remakes anyway. So I just wasn't interested in the first place. I heard the new, new Ghostbusters, the one with Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be pretty good, but I don't know. I actually heard that one was also bad. Ah, okay. Like funny, but it was kind of on par with the Ghostbusters sequel, you know? Oh. Like it was funny, but it kind of sucked. Yeah. But a Ghostbusters musical... I can see that doing very well on Broadway yeah, for one too. and making a great movie. Me too. Yeah. See, I want a little different. Okay. Right. Like my gut was telling me like, Jake, like say national treasure, you know, mm. just so that, you know, it could be Nicolas Cage singing and stuff, right. but, but I'm not going to say that because what I actually want, and mind you, this is a good musical. It's a great one. Uh huh. Wins awards. We watch it all the time. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with, uh, Fast and Furious, the musical. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with because I feel like that would be so ridiculous. Imagine they're singing while they're like, I'm talking about first, oh, maybe not the first one. I don't know. They're singing, you know, <laughs> while they're like driving cars into planes and shit and like like dangling from bridges. Yeah. You know, while in driving cars, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like they're like 
the beat changes or the they make sounds every time they switch gears, you know? There's a okay, little like so you said musical, but what are where are you imagining this is happening? Is it a movie musical or are you imagining this on a stage? Uh Fast and Furious musical's gotta be a movie. I don't know that it needs to be. Oh. Can they do it on Broadway? I bet you they could. They can do a lot of things on Broadway. Um, I challenge them then. To do Ob a Fast and Furious Obviously some musical. really big important person on Broadway listens listens to our podcast. Probably. There's no way they don't. Lots of people do. They should make a Fast and Furious yeah. musical. Mm -hmm. And we should be invited to opening night. I, okay. Just like we should be invited to opening night of the Ghostbusters musical. See, I'm excited for that one. That well, one will be fun. I'm excited for Fast and Furious. Jessica. I know what you're excited for. I know awesome. that I'm not excited for it necessarily. Though. The You know how like every musical has like one song that kind of like repeats throughout? Yeah. Uh, the one, one melody? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fast and Furious, it, the, that song would be called Family. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I don't know what it would sound like. But I don't I don't know either. You're probably right. But I'm imagining that it would have to do with family mm -hmm. and about how family is important. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'd be great. How would people be dancing? What style? Like obviously um, Ghostbusters would be hip hop. Yeah. I'm thinking I'm thinking there'd be a lot of uh honestly probably some hip hop in there, right? That's mm -hmm. how they'd be doing most of their things. I don't know, you ever see uh Step Up or Step Up Two? No, I haven't seen any step ups. Okay. Well it'd be like that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, hip hop. Yeah. Okay. That's what would happen. Just not good hip hop necessarily. No, no, it doesn't need to be good. Because the first one I I really don't know. I think I'm mixing them up with that one What's with that one Jessica with Alba. Wait, what? Is it called Honey? I thought that was Step Up. I thought her character's name was Honey. I don't know. I don't watch dance movies. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen a dance movie for the longest time. And it was because I have a cousin. You do too. Her name's Brianna. Mm -hmm. She loves all those dance movies. Oh. Yes, we watched them all. Especially remember there was one where Chris Brown was in it and he died. And Brianna loved Chris Brown. So that was like a really big shock. I have no idea. Yeah, he got shot or something. I don't remember. I am vaguely remembering a movie. Am I thinking of Drumline? Is that the with one with Nick, Nick Cannon? Cannon? <laughs> I, I think I'm mixing up genres <laughs> of movies here. I have no idea. They're whatever. They're all lame. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Well, you know, that'll wrap it up nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. If you would like to follow us on social media, we have an account on Instagram as well as Facebook. There's a Facebook page anyway. There's a Twitter, but like we're never on it. So pretend that's not there. I am really sorry to those of you who already follow it though. You have been very helpful and you've been tagging us in things and stuff. And that's, I appreciate that a lot. It's just very difficult to keep track of all these social media accounts. So we have two for now that are active. Yeah. Please look at Instagram and Facebook. We go live on Instagram at five o'clock most Fridays. So be on the lookout for that. Thank you to our patrons before we move on to like our website and stuff like that. Thank you to our patrons, mom, dad, sweet Sam, TJ, Terry, Danny, Jeremy, David, Ricky, David, and ourselves. We're technically on there also. Yeah. One of us pays. One of us doesn't. I do pay. You don't pay. Yes, I do. You, I get charged. No, you snuck your way into a free subscription. Nuh -uh. I don't even know how you I subscribed when we had the little sipper. <laughs> we got rid of it. I remember that. I kind of want to bring it back. It was, so fun. it was like really condescending. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to be one of those amazing patrons, you can do so. Go to our website. That is three shots in.com. You do have to spell the word three out. Sorry, a little tedious. Three shots in.com. 
You can find a link to our Patreon where you can subscribe and listen to our super secret ultra exclusive podcast, Three Shot Cinema. Mm-hmm. That's where we, where we, we review movies. Most of the time they're you know, movies we don't like. Yeah, it's a whole lot of fun. It is a blast. So if you would care to join us there, we would love to have you. Please join us on Patreon. And if you are low on cash, you can donate to us through PayPal. Single donation, no monthly commitment. And if your wallet is a little tight for that, you honestly help us a lot just by continuing to listen. Please recommend us to your friends because we're still working on advertising. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Please join us again next week. I don't remember what the topic was, but I looked it I up. I don't remember so that I either. Say it. I forgot it. I'm sure it'll be really good and riveting. Probably. And we'll need a guest that time. It's been too yeah. long. Yeah, let's invite a guest. Hey, if you're listening to this po- this episode and you want to be a guest and, you know, you're close by, let us know. <laughs> you can By emailing us at Email fanmail us. at threeshotsin.com. See you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.